In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
The Lord be with you. And with my spirit. Let us pray. O Lord God, you led your ancient people through the wilderness and brought them to the promised land. Guide the people of your church that following our Savior we may walk through the wilderness of this world toward the glory of the world to come. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the first Sunday in Lent in Bokabit Sunday is from 1 Samuel chapter 17. Then he took his staff in his hand and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag in a pouch which he had and his sling was in his hand and he drew near to the Philistine. So the Philistine came and began drawing near to David, and the man who bore the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked around and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy and good-looking. So the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Then David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone. And he slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead so that the stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him but there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran over and stood over the Philistine, took his sword and drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. This is the word of the Lord.
The epistle is from 2 Corinthians chapter 6. We then, as workers together with him, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We give no offense in anything that our ministry may not be blamed. But in all things we commend ourselves as ministers of God, in much patience, in tribulations, in needs, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessnesses, in fastings, by purity, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and as yet well-known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fourth chapter. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. 
Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. This is the gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe Yeah. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The summons of death comes to us all. When you don't eat for a few weeks, you begin to become weak. When you don't eat for a few meals, you become, become weak. Weak things are diminishing in their liveliness. Weak things die. You need to eat bread in order to sustain your life. You require sustenance for survival. That is why our Father in Heaven gives you daily bread, which really includes everything that has to do with the support and needs of the body. But you and I also become weak in our sin. And that is why our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ hung upon the cross to give us his perfect body, that we might have eternal bread. We need bread here in time for our life and there in eternity for life. That is why the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness that Jesus near death with diminishing life would be tempted and overcome the devil. That Jesus would exchange the moment in the wilderness for another moment even closer to death all the way to death, in fact. Our Lord's time drew near, and so did his death. Jesus endures the devil's attacks, but Jesus is looking toward his death on the cross. He is not just in the wilderness that he might be looking for the glory of survival, but Jesus is looking for the suffering on the cross. Jesus is looking to take upon himself the suffering, pain, and sorrow of every man's temptation. Jesus is looking to take upon himself the weakness and the penalty of every man's sin. Jesus, for, for, <clears throat> Jesus survived for 40 days and 40 nights. But by the end of Holy Week, Jesus still must die. And the reason is the same there in Holy Week as it is in our reading. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The words that came from the mouth of God include, let there be light, and also, Father, forgive them. We need both to sustain our life. We require both sustenance for our survival. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. The Spirit led him there on purpose, and Jesus was hungry. He is true man. And 40 days and 40 nights is a long time. Jesus was weak, near death. What could alleviate his suffering? Anything? Command these stones to become bread, Jesus. This first temptation is the devil's call to seek daily bread where it has not been promised, where it is not to be found. Jesus does need physical sustenance, like you and I do, but not like this. 
Though the devil tries to twist God's identity and purpose in giving miracles, there is one word that describes the devil, a liar. Jesus answered and said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. God certainly gives daily bread to everyone without our prayers, even to all evil people, and Jesus realized this. It is God who gives bread, not the devil. God gives you his good gifts of creation. He gives you your shoes to tie. He gives you your lunchbox to fill. And he gives you your kitchen to sit in. Yet part of this same realization is also that God gives us daily bread that includes our duties and our chores. He gives you your laundry to fold. He gives you your homeowner's mortgage. He gives you your parents to take care of, your children to take care of. Do not fall to the tempter's plea that life would be easier if your duties and chores turned from stone into bread. It would be nice for all my suffering and problems to go away and I would finally be just happy. It would be better if I had a miracle, the type of miracle I want, an easy life. But the answer to suffering isn't a miracle that gives you an easy life. It cannot be. The answer to suffering is that Jesus is the one who alleviates your suffering, not some cheap miracle. Just as Jesus gives you his good gifts of shoes and sandwiches, he also gives you an eternal miracle, his own merit and suffering as payment and as resolution to your pain and suffering. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Jesus gives you body and body. His body's suffering to keep your body alive because you are in the body of Christ. Now the devil <clears throat> is clever, and the second temptation is merely an imitation of what Jesus had just said. Jesus responds with scripture, and so the tempter tries to misuse scripture. Jesus, throw yourself down. But this temptation is really the same as the first, to seek from God's angels what they are not well-ordered to do. The devil misquotes scripture as a trap. All of the Old Testament and New Testament point to the need for Jesus to suffer and die. All of scripture points to the resolution for your needs. Jesus is suffering. And cheap solutions will not do the job. The only solution is a suffering, death, and resurrection. Here again, the intro it. <clears throat> I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. You are delivered from the devil's snares because you are safe in the mighty fortress. He is the strong shield against the devil's attacks. He is the sharp weapon, even greater than a sword or javelin, 
to defend against the tempter. And so now the devil is running out of ideas. So he tries a logical fallacy. If you worship the devil, you can have all the kingdom and the power and the glory. Liar! Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. The devil offers falsehood, a lie. The lie that someone else, the devil, is worthy of being your fortress. That someone else, the devil, is the person who could be called upon for sustenance and for salvation. But it is not so. Do not fall for the tempter's fallacy that you will have earthly happiness if you give up your reception of God's gifts. We are born in sin, and we continue on in our sin. The devil wants us to think that we can turn our weakness into bread, that we can make our own weakness good. If these earthly things are those which could make us not sinful, if only I had enough knowledge and prestige, you still would not be good. If only my old body would give up its aches, you still would not be good. If only I could control my anger and yelling, you would still not be good. Worship of a good thing is sin if that good thing is not Jesus, but only part of his creation. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Dear Christians, to worship means to receive. And what you receive from Jesus is everything good. You received birth into this world, men and women, and God's good gift of created order. And you receive daily bread from God. Goods, fame, child, wife, house and home, good weather, peace, health, land, animals, all that you have. But you have even more. For the Spirit took Jesus into the wilderness so that Jesus would be prepared for this. Then the devil left him. And behold, angels came and ministered to him. The angels ministered to Jesus' needs. Why? So that Jesus would continue on to the Jerusalem cross, to a more great suffering, or you might say a more humble and lowly suffering. Our Lord and Savior overcame the devilish attacks of temptation upon himself, and he himself became weak so that he would answer our pleas and calling out for help of our own weakness, and he himself became weak. And he gives you things that prevent you from being weak, food for your daily life, forgiveness for your daily life. He gives you daily identity in holy baptism. You are his. And he, in holy resurrection, he gives you the greatest alleviation from your sins and aches. He gives you new life. The victory has been won. 
Jesus is not short-sighted, for even them in his time of temptation, his eyes are looking from the Jerusalem cross, or looking to the Jerusalem cross and tomb. And where Jesus looks, you look also. You men do not live by bread alone, but by the body and blood of Christ, given and shed to make you good, to make you strong from your weakness. You receive daily bread for your daily weakness, and you receive eternal bread for your sin. You have before you today the greatest miracle of them all, that your body, your body, the one sitting right there in the pews, is going to rise again. Rise again and be sustained by the bread of life. You do not live by bread alone, but by the body and blood of Christ, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of all your sin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Congregation may be seated. Beloved in the Lord, in holy baptism, these young people were born again as God's children and received into his church. As a further gift of his love for us, our Lord Jesus Christ has given his church the sacrament of the altar and invites his children to receive this sacrament in faith for the forgiveness of their sins. The Apostle Paul reminds us, let a person examine himself and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. And as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. These candidates have received instruction and have been examined by the pastor regarding their sin and their understanding of the sacrament of the altar. You are about to be admitted to the Lord's table. Holy Scripture describes the life of the church and every baptized Christian with these words. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of the bread, and the prayers. You are invited by our Lord to come regularly to hear his word and receive his sacrament. 
you will continue to be instructed and nurtured in the Christian life. You are invited to confess your sins and receive the comfort of holy absolution. All this will help you live as the child of God you have been made through your baptism into Christ. In testimony of this faith and confession, I now ask you, do you believe in God the Father Almighty, in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, and in the Holy Spirit? Can you say that again with a stronger voice, please? Yes, I believe. Do you believe that Jesus Christ, true God and true man, is your Lord? Yes, I believe. Do you believe that you are a sinner? Yes, I believe. Do you believe that Jesus Christ died for you and shed his blood for you on the cross for the forgiveness of all your sins? Yes, I believe. Do you believe that in the Lord's Supper... He gives you his true body and blood for the forgiveness of all your sins and to strengthen your faith in him and your love toward others. Yes, I believe. Do you intend to continue to hear and receive the instruction of your Lord, confess your sins, and receive the Lord's Supper faithfully throughout your life? I therefore invite you to the Lord's Supper to receive Christ's precious body and blood for the forgiveness of all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Parents, sponsors, and members of the congregation, the whole church shares with you the responsibility and concern for the ongoing catechesis and spiritual care of these young people. I now ask you, will you intercede for them and in prayer, and as much as you are able, give them your counsel and aid, that in communion with the church they may grow up to lead a godly life to the praise and honor of Jesus Christ, then answer, we will, with the help of God. Let us stand for prayer. <laughs> Heavenly Father, whose Son, Jesus Christ, loved the young and called them to himself, we ask you to bless these young people, strengthen them in the faith through the sacrament of Christ's body and blood, so that they may grow spiritually and bring forth the fruits of faith in a life of love toward others, to the praise and honor of your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We rejoice with thankful hearts in your confession of faith. As you continue to hear the Lord's word and receive his supper, he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Peace be with you. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. 
In addition to those prayers listed in the congregation at prayer, we pray for Jerry Zaretsky, who fell last night and needed to go to the hospital for care. We also pray for Steve Lesage's family, who grieve the death of his sister-in-law. Let us pray. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For deliverance, that the Lord Most High would be our dwelling place and refuge against every evil and plague, and that by the work of the Holy Spirit we might be satisfied with his salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those called to minister by Christ's command, that they may stand against the devil with the weapons of righteousness, as Christ did when he overcame Satan in the wilderness. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those celebrating baptismal birthdays, Carol David, Deacon Matthew Gatchel, Cole Peterson, Simeon Schneider, Melvin Schwiskowski, for all catechumens and their teachers, all children and their parents, and every Christian home, that God would preserve them from the assaults of the evil one, and as Christ overcame Satan in the desert by the word of God, give them the victory through him and his word. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of holy matrimony, that God would preserve Bob and Jerry Zaretsky in the bonds of wedded love, drawing strength from the love of their Savior that they remain faithful to each other, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For knowledge of God's almighty power, which surpasses every perceived might of man, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For wise and faithful leaders who will work to preserve freedom and promote its use for noble purposes, let us pray to the Lord. For all in positions of authority or influence, that these would not be used toward violent or wicked ends, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those troubled in mind or body, the dying and those who grieve, especially Tammy Haga, Cindy Hertz, Mary Ellen Nietzsche, Sharon Murphy, and Dawn Frederick recovering from surgery. Nicola Giordano's grandmother continuing to rehabilitate after a stroke. Tom Smith, John Willie, Luke Berenger, Jean Royce, and Gabby Hartwig in treatment for cancer. Jerry Zaretsky recovering from a fall. Paul Nauman, Beth Bender's godfather, and Mark Thoney's Aunt Karen in hospice care and for all those who grieve the death of loved ones, especially the family and friends of Alan Gable and the family and friends of Robin Lesage, that in their afflictions and pain, the Lord would sustain and heal them, comfort and deliver them according to his will, and at last grant them everlasting life. Let us pray to the Lord. for worthy reception of the fruit of the cross this day. 
that through Christ's death we may walk the path to paradise, receiving forgiveness, life, and salvation. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, see how the adversary continually afflicts us and walks about as a roaring lion, seeking to devour us. We implore you, for the sake of the suffering and death of your Son, Jesus Christ, to help us by the grace of the Holy Spirit and to strengthen our hearts by your word, that our enemy would not prevail over us, but instead that we may abide evermore in your grace and be preserved to life everlasting. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. And with our spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who overcame the assaults of the devil and gave his life as a ransom for many, that with cleansed hearts we might be prepared joyfully to celebrate the Paschal Feast in sincerity and truth. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God of Sabaoth, and endeth our fall of thy glory. 
Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.
Welcome to the Divine Service. I wanted to underscore that on Tuesday, the funeral of a longtime member, Alan Gable, will be conducted. Visitation is Tuesday from 10.30 until the time of service at 12 noon. Um, Alan Gable was sort of the male counterpart of Dorcas or Tabitha in the book of Acts. Um, he is the one who crafted our freestanding altar, pulpit, and lectern, the hymn boards, all of the wood carvings on the wall of those symbols, uh, the wood of this modesty veil, uh, um, panel, the communion rail, all of the tables and so forth in the narthex. Um, he's been ill for quite some time and finally was called to his eternal rest uh, last week. So if you're able to come on Tuesday, we encourage you to do so. Also, please note the deadline for the contribution of auction items is tomorrow, actually, I believe. And then uh, prices for the banquet um, go up on March 1st. So if you haven't registered and brought your uh, lucrative relatives and co-workers, please, you have time to do so. Also, today at Bible class, we will conclude the portion on the gift of intimacy as patterned after the gospel of Christ that was begun last Sunday during Bible class as a part of our family retreat. So we'll see you at Bible class. Um.